to the First Day Pod. I am your hostess, uh, Leanne. Hello. Michael Govier won't be with us again this week. Um, so you've got me. And I'm really, really hoping that people are going to be in the comments. Actually, let me open that up so I can see. Um, and I will do like a little bit of um, housekeeping. So you guys, I hate that word. So, um, <laughs> but let's go through some things. Uh, if you are new to First Day Pod, welcome. Thank you for being here. I really hope that you like it. Um, we stream live every uh, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And um, we run about half an hour. Maybe we'll go over to about 45 minutes. And um, the best part is the the interaction with um, our listeners. So hello, Ed. Oh, no. Okay. So, hmm. I don't have this. Something is not set up right for me. Um, so I'm gonna have to figure this out, but I am not able to put you up there yet, Ed, but hello. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I love our, your questions. There we go. Okay. So maybe Mike did that. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, and we also have book club. So book club is every Monday night at eight Eastern time. And we run for about an hour. Well, not about an hour. It's exactly an hour. And um, right now we are reading Atlas of the Heart. There we go. It's by Brene Brown. We've read um, her books in the past. And this one is a really, really good one. We're about halfway through. So if you want to join us, uh, come and join us. And I've got the PDF version, but I highly recommend getting it. It's going to act like a resource for you uh, going forward. Uh, we also voted on our books coming up. And so we've got some really fun books. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be super fun. One of them is about um, family trauma, what that um, is going to do for us in the future. Um, another one is The Alchemist, if you guys have read that. Um, and another one is called A Man Called Ove. Have you read that one before? I haven't. But Ed actually is the one that um, suggested that and I think The Alchemist. And they both were voted up through our group. And so we were going to be reading those next. So super exciting. Anyway. You are here to listen to the podcast, so let's get right into that. Um, the title of this one we decided was Connection, Does It Even Matter? And um, in my head, it matters. In the book that we're reading right now, it matters. In the studies, it matters. But I'm really curious what you guys think about connection and does it matter for you? And what does that look like? So there is a definition in here. Um, the chapter that we just finished, it was all about love and belonging and connection and what that looks like. And the definition that they gave, so what I like about Brene Brown is she does grounded theory research where she gets into, I mean, she's been doing this research for many, many, many years. And instead of going into, I don't know what they call it, but it's regular research where you kind of have a hypothesis, you go in and then you do the studies to be able to prove or disprove your hypothesis. And so you do the studies in a way that is really like you're asking the question and you know what you need. Um, the grounded theory 
what she does and some other scientists do, which is really cool, is you go into the field with an idea, but you go into the field and you see what results the actual lived experience is. And that's where you start working from. And so it's actually um, studies and research that we can actually use because we can relate to it. And so what she finds and what this book is all about is terms that we've used, but maybe used improperly, or that we've used, but scientists have given us the definition of what this emotion is, um, what this feeling is, and it wasn't really about the actual lived experience of it. So she goes through the nuance of all of these. And with connection, she says, um, where is it at? I had it here. She said, connection, oh shoot. I have another thing highlighted that I also wanted you wanted to read you guys. And that's what I had open. Good job, Lily. Okay. So connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So we were having a big conversation about connection um, in book club last night. And the, um, the big thing with, um, book club, it, yes, it gets us accountable for the reading. So we're actually like making our way through books throughout the year, which is really cool. Um, but the conversation that comes out of it is what everybody's really there for. And, um, one of our, one of our gals asked, you know, is connection doesn't matter. And how much do we need? Like how much should we be having? Should I be getting, you know, out more and doing more things with more people? And as we were connecting in the book club, um, a lot of people had ideas around it. And I'd love to hear what your ideas, what your thoughts are. And if you're listening to this in the podcast forum, that means that it's out. We're not doing it live anymore. You can email us at the show, firstdaypod at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your thoughts on connection, whether you need it and what that means to you. So, um, Ed, I think we are able to get your questions. So if you do have any, please bring them on. Any of you guys that are watching in the show, please feel free to ask your questions, make your comments, um, connect with me uh, here. So <laughs> I'm just realizing how many times I say connect. It's funny. Anyway, so what we kind of determined is that connection does matter, but it's more quality over quantity. There are a lot of people that are in the limelight, that are in public seeing that you would think that they've got people around them all the time. But that whole thing about um, deriving sustenance and strength from that relationship, that's where you know if you're connecting. If you feel like you can give and receive without judgment, that's where you know you're connecting. And when you feel seen, heard, and valued, that's when you know you're connecting. So does it matter if you're connecting with 500 people in a week. No. If you're really feeling valued and you're really feeling heard and all of your needs, even if they're not being fully met, but they're being listened to, they're being seen, they're being valued as important, you will feel connected. And I think that's a really big distinction because I think especially with COVID, 
um, a lot of people were saying, you know, I'm missing that connection. I'm missing that connection. And it's not necessarily, I mean, it is the energy that exists between people. But there was a lot. I think our book club helped a lot of people because I know it helped me get through COVID when you couldn't be in the room with someone. But because we were connecting and valuing each other and listening to each other and everybody had a chance to be seen and heard and listened to and spoke to and connected with, we felt that connection throughout COVID, even though we, some of us have never met in real life. So the question that we posed in the beginning of this and why some of you guys might be tuning in was, does it matter? And the answer is it does. It really does. There was a stat in there and I'm not going to go back into the book and try to find it. Um, There was a stat in there and it was talking about how important love and belonging and connection is, um, that it is ranks up with food and water. And it is that important. So we work on making sure that our, I mean, we don't all do it. I know that I slip in it and I'm eating things that, you know, aren't making or giving me energy. I get that. But we're conscious of it. We're conscious that if we go too many days without eating, that we will die. Like we're, I mean, I think, I think it goes a couple of weeks truly without eating, whatever the number is, but we feel like everything is going to shut down. Um, if we don't eat, we can go three hours. I know I'm that way. I get hangry, right? I get hangry if I haven't eaten in three or four hours and it's actually not true. I mean, you are having feelings, um, but it's not, it's not putting you into danger. Um, but the thing is, is that we have been alone for so long and we've been losing out on this real connection, um, that we're almost not even seeing it. So we're thinking other things are happening. We're thinking that things are happening outside of our control when really a big part of why we're feeling the way that we're feeling when we're feeling lonely and we're feeling disconnected is because we're not having those, those conversations and we're not feeling connected with people. Okay. Ed, wonderful. So let's see if I can put this up here. Yes. Okay. It worked. So, um, just for you guys listening to in the podcast world and it's all audio, um, what I'm excited about is on the live. So if you go over to our YouTube or you go over to our Facebook or you go over to Twitch, you will see that we, um, stream this live and we're able to put everybody's comments up on the screen. And what I do, I don't field them first. I just put them up on the screen, read them, and then we work on them together. So Ed says, I think any connection has value if you choose to see it, but a solid connection can provide support, sense of purpose, belonging, and strength to do more than we could do more without. Yes. Yes. That is fabulous. Now, when you say that, um, oh, maybe, maybe Mike's putting, maybe Mike is in the background doing this for me. So thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. Um, so that connection piece about any connection having value, it does, but we really have to be um, aware of what those connections, like what our connections are doing for us, because we can be connecting, quote unquote, connecting with people, but not in this 
beautiful, strong, nourishing way that we need it to. And if we're being seen and we're being heard, but we're not being valued and we're being put down, that could be a detriment. So we need to really be careful with who we're connecting with. And that comes from us being aware of what we need um, and knowing that we're worth being with people that really care about us. Ed is one of those people. I adore him and I feel very valued and seen and heard by him. So thank you so much, Ed. Um, And you're absolutely right. It does give you a sense of purpose and it does allow us to to gain strength when we have those types of connections around us. Um, So yeah, that's a huge one. Thank you, Ed. Ed, it might just be me and you in the comments. So um, now's your time to shine. (laughs) So there was a lot in here. Um, One of the other things that that they did was there was a study that they did with um, kids in grade eight. And they went to this, I, I don't know how many kids they studied, but they asked them what the difference um, between fitting in and belonging was. Now in grade eight, I don't know that I would have been able to make that distinction. I don't know that I would have really been able to, to make that kind of um, a difference. I would have just been like, oh, I fit in, I belong. You know, like they sound so close, but they're not. There's a there's a very special nuance in it. And um, she has a really good graphic, which I will put in our Facebook uh, tonight um, so you guys can all see it. Even if you're listening to it on the podcast, you can head on over to um, at First Day Pod. It's a really cute graphic with all these kids holding up these signs, but they really do make the distinction of uh, fitting in versus belonging. And when you really truly belong, that's where you're making the connections. And belonging, one kid said, belonging is being somewhere where you want to be and they want you. And fitting in is being somewhere you want to be, but they don't care either way. And so you don't have that sense of I like to say family, but like some people, you know, we don't all come from families that give us that sense of belonging. So that sense of belonging, I think is the real, or that sense of connection, true connection is what's really important for the um, belonging piece. Thank you, Mike. You saw me looking over. You knew I wanted to put it up. Thank you. So Ed says, making connections in book club were very important to me at the beginning. I was so moved to bring my son to, yes, I was so moved to bring my son to meet members of the group. Now I can't imagine where I would be without the group. Not in a dependent way, a mutual respected connection. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Ed drove down four hours to come and spend his time off um, with us from book club. That was really, really special. You've done it a couple times, Ed. Um, So we'll be expecting you this summer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is really... This whole thing about connection, this actual, this whole book has been fabulous for these different distinctions. Um, But I want you guys to be thinking of different ways that you can be connecting. So if you're at home right now and you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, 
I live in an apartment. You know, I don't work. I don't really go out. I don't really have people that I can be connected to. Sure, that sounds nice that you can have these connections with people, but I don't have anybody that I can do that with. Um, If you get out and you start thinking about the hobbies that you like, if you start thinking about how you can um, give of your talents and of your time, a lot of people, a lot of people need help. There's a lot of ways to volunteer in every city, any city that I have ever gone to. Um, I have always noticed that there are organizations that need help and need volunteers. So that's a really great way of building connection. Um, because when you are reaching out and you're giving of yourself and giving of your time, they are going to be so appreciative of you. And you're going to, no matter what, every time that I've ever volunteered anywhere, conversations end up happening that are even um, separate from what you guys are working on. But you have that shared sense of whatever it is. If it's a charity that you believe, that you both believe on in, Um, If it's a hobby that you really love, uh, any of that kind of thing, Um, you start with that. It makes the conversations easy. Uh, You guys have a value system that's the same because you value the same types of things. And so it makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. And when that happens, you will start feeling more open to be able to talk about other things. So in book club, all of us came as a wanting to read more. So all of us had the same thing. We've had books on our shelves that we haven't read and so we wanted to read. So one of the things that we valued was reading and we valued personal growth. We valued learning and having a growth mindset. That's something that we all had. But in book club, because we've had these conversations and because we've had everybody has been seen and heard, We have also learned different things about each one of the people in the group that have nothing to do with the book, that have nothing to do with what we've been talking about, but we're all there to listen and to, to hear each other because it's, it's deepening that connection. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because it's not a gab session. It's not a, oh my gosh, it's just, we're going to be going off topic. Um, but there is that like, um, Ed said, it's a mutually respected connection. So it is very, very cool. Um, So yeah, that is one of the big things. Um, They also talk about inside of the book. And so maybe we need to like switch the title of this, but um, the connection or um, the discussion about perfectionism and I've always like, I've been a, I like to call myself now a recovering perfectionist because I'm really realizing that's it's such a waste of time because you can never be perfect. But I was in the reading, you're realizing that that really isn't a great, it, the reason why you're doing it is because you are, you have learned that your value and your worth comes from being perfect. It comes from having good grades. It has comes from all of these things when you were growing up that you didn't even realize were coming into your subconscious. And now as an adult, you are always trying to be perfect because you don't think that you'll be 
be able to make that connection unless you are perfect. And that was a big thing for me. I don't know if you can relate, but um, it was a big thing for me to really think back on growing up. My parents were, I was very, very lucky. I had very supportive parents. But what I'm realizing is because they were so supportive and they were, way to go, you're doing so good in school and oh, we're so proud of you, we're so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. It was really, really good. But somewhere along the line, as a child, your subconscious starts telling you that the reason why your parents love you is because they're proud of you because of the grades. So unless you're actually hearing the words, you know, I love you no matter what, my parents, I don't think ever really needed to say that because it was kind of something that was known. But I also took that in that not necessarily that I was only loved because I was doing well, but that is where a lot of my, my, um, uh, connection with my parents came from and connection with my teachers and connection with other school um, friends and things like that because we excelled. And so that was the connection. And that ended up making me a perfectionist later on in the year. So it's very interesting that even being super supportive if um, with children, if we're not um, saying it properly, then we're going to give the wrong kind of um, messages. It's very, very interesting. So Mike, if you're still there, if you want to put up Ed's, I can do it. Yes, I can. Okay. Unless you, I don't know. Anyway. So Ed says book club allows for the members to share without fear of judgment. Exactly that right there. That is so valuable because you're allowed to just be you. That is the best possible, possible connection. Yes, Ed. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you feel that way. I'm really hoping that everybody feels that way. I think they do. Um, I really try to cultivate that in the group. Um, and I think everybody has, I think everybody's had that mutual respect. So that has been really, really fabulous. Um, that's one of the things in here when they were talking about belonging, that they were, um, saying, you know, be here, be you and you'll belong. I think that's a very, very simple, simple thing. Um, what happens too with this connection is if we don't value ourselves, so if we're not connecting with ourselves um, on a deep level, and a lot of us don't want to because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of like, it's so funny that we can live with ourselves for literally decades and not know ourselves as much as our significant others or even, you know, our parents or our siblings, because they see things in us that we don't see. And the reason for that is because we don't take the time to really meet ourselves. Ourselves, We don't take the time to really get what's going on inside. And I think, one, well, not I think, I know, once we start really becoming aware of who we are inside and what our feelings mean and did our feelings, are they our feelings? Like, are they really what we're feeling or what is it what we've become used to feeling for certain things? Um, so until we really have a deep connection with ourselves, it's very difficult to have connections with other people. The reason is because you're not able to be you. Um, a lot of us, I used to, when I was a kid, 
even in high school, I used to really like the fact I said that I was a chameleon and I thought it was a good thing. I thought, hey, you know what? I really like I can get along with just about anybody because I'm a chameleon. So like when I'm, you know, with one group of people, I can act like them and take on, you know, what they're talking about and really enjoy it. And and then I can go and talk to another group and I can really enjoy it and be, you know, with them on a certain level. I always thought that that was a really good thing. And it it is, it is, and it's not. Because in retrospect, so as you get older, you start looking back at the way that you showed up. And I realized that I wasn't my true self with any of them. None of them saw all of the parts of me. Um, they saw the parts that they would be able to, I would be able to fit in with them. And I didn't even realize I was doing that on a conscious level. Um, so it's really interesting. It's really not until I've been like with Mike day to day that I've really been able to be myself. The only people that I've been able to do that with are my family, my parents and my sister. And Mike is the first person that I'm really able to be my complete self all the time. And I also, so I attributed that to Mike and the love that we share, but I also attributed it to me really doing the work in, and I have a lot of work to do, a lot, a lot, a lot of inner work to do. But I also attribute it to me really starting to love myself unconditionally. And I think that's really important. Um, not to brush that over, but we've got some more from Ed and I want to share that. So Ed shares growing up, I felt I needed to prove myself for love. It was purely on me. I make every effort to teach my son that he has value just because he exists. Nothing can ever change that. I like to believe that that is, oh, that is the way that he is comfortable in any group or situation. That's a big one. Being comfortable in any group or situation and not necessarily having to fit in, just feeling comfortable. You're such a good papa, Ed. You're doing such a good job. And that kid is, I've now, I've met him on a few occasions now. And that kid is really spectacular, really, really special. You're doing a really, really good job. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. We have to do the inner work and we have to, when we're doing it, as parents, so I'm not a parent, so yes, I probably shouldn't be saying, but I think it's super important for us to be working on ourselves as adults, whether you have kids or not. It's really, really important. Um, but if you have children, I think it's extra important. I think it's important that you really know yourself because then you're really going to get to know your kids and your kids are going to really get to know you. Um, and I think, Ed, what you're doing by really letting him know that that he is valued just because he exists, that's really important. And it is true. It is true. Um, yes, we have purpose and we should be living into our purpose. I believe that. I believe that we're going to have we're going to have confidence by doing. I also believe that. Um, so just by existing, you're not going to def, you're not going to necessarily feel confident. Um, but you can feel comfortable with who you are. 
And that can give you the confidence, I think, to go forward and start doing. So there's, that's that and like we talked about last week. So we can feel valued and be valued just because we exist. And in order for us to really feel confident, we have to start acting and acting toward our purpose, acting into the person that we want to become. But we won't act into the person that we want to become until we know who that is and we know why we want it and we know, you know, that we're doing it for us and we're not doing it because, you know, somebody's expecting it of us. Um, It's just such a, it's such a, our whole being. So I don't think I've ever met anybody that has said, oh no, I totally get it. I've done so much work. I'm completely enlightened and I know all of the parts of me. I shouldn't say that actually. I've heard, I've heard two people and I can picture them. I'm not going to say their names um, because I'm not judging, but it's been very interesting that they were quote unquote saying that they're enlightened and they know, and they wanted to share it with everybody because they're like, they wanted people to feel what they felt. And I thought that was wonderful. But the fact of the matter is we are never, ever going to hit our potential. And that is a good thing. We're never, ever. I mean, there's even monks that really don't hit that enlightenment because there's always new layers and there's always new things to learn and there's ways to go deeper and there's ways to really connect differently with people. So when people say, I've only had it twice in my life that they have said that they really got it and they wanted to share it with everybody, um, only to then watch as time goes by, you know, a couple years down the road, and then they have a shift and we all have shifts. And it's, again, a good thing, but they had shifts. And what happened is they felt weird saying that they were shifting, saying that they were changing, saying that they were growing because they kept boasting that they were at the top of they've been meditating and they've been here and they were at the top. So I think that it's important that we always leave room for growth and change because we will always be growing and changing. Um, So that was just a little rant on the other side of it. But um, Ed says, let me bring this up. Okay. So Ed says, I'm learning that not everyone will like me and that's okay. Well, I don't believe it, Ed, but maybe. (laughs) So it's best that their opinion is based on the real me. Boom. And their opinion has no bearing on my value. I'm not perfect. This takes work and I'm improving at this. Yes. Yes. We're not, we're not perfect. And we're going to keep, you know, we can have days where we feel amazing. You know, we can have days that we feel um, that like, oh, I've got this. Like I have a lot of those days that I'll tell Mike, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm there. Like I'm, oh, I'm feeling so good. And I like, and then a couple of days later, something will happen and you lose it. You get, you get imposter syndrome or you, you get that feeling where you're just not good enough and you get that. And that's, okay. As long as we can start becoming aware of it and start shifting it and start and not living into that. I think it's, it's really important. Um, okay. So, you know, you know what, I think Mike might be taking control of this (laughs) because it's not working for me. So 
Ed says, that being said, I've learned my value. I've learned my value from my connections, especially with my son. That's interesting, Ed. I like that. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. That's like what I said earlier, right? That like our our closest, so our kids, our parents, our sisters, our siblings, our significant others, they can really show you what our value is. Um, our friends, um, they can show you, they can show you what kind of characteristics that we have that are really valuable. Um, and the, like what we value, it's going to matter. Like, here's, here's the thing that I found and, and I'm not an expert on any of this kind of stuff, but I've been really trying to figure out what I value and it's been hard because I, I have a brain that I'm kind of on both sides. Um, you know, I have an analytical brain and then I also have a creative brain. And so they kind of work together, but they also kind of work, um, separately. So sometimes I will be really analytical about something. Um, and then I have to just let the creativity kind of take over, um, to get the real answers. Um, so when I, when I was really trying to figure out what I valued, I was basing it on like, what should I value? Right? Like, like, what do I think, which is not always great, but what do I think my value should be? And with the real, for me, the way that I've been figuring out what I value is looking back and seeing where I'm spending my time where I'm getting the most joy when I'm spending my time doing the things that I'm doing and where I'm spending more of my money. Those are two things that if you're having a hard time figuring out what you're valuing, um, those are two things that you can look at um, and they can give you an indication. Um, because when we're going into procrastination mode um, and we are using our time in different ways, look at what ways you're using your time. Um, look at the things that you're consuming and look at the things that you're getting into because that might be more of what you're valuing. Um, Ed has told us, you know, like as it should be, he values his relationship with his son. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's really important. Um, valuing that, but also what you value for yourself is really important. And asking those questions to yourself, whether that's journaling, you guys know how much I love journaling whether that's talking it out with a significant other, whether that's talking it out with yourself. Another cool thing that Mike used to do is, and I don't know if he still does it, um, but he used to do like video journaling where he used to take a video um, and kind of talk out what he was going through and things that he wanted to remember. And um, instead of writing it down or instead of putting it on you know, a document, he would do the video. And that was really cool because then you can look back and see what you're thinking. So figuring out what you value and then doing things that align with what you value, you're going to find people that are valuing the same things and you're going to be able to build connections with them. And that's what's going to fill your heart. That's going to what's going to make you feel really good. And it does matter. It really does. So that's it. I'm going to end it here. Um, like I said, we're trying to keep this 
shorter for you guys. Um, Ed, thank you so much for being here. Mike, thank you for being in the background while you're doing your, your um, article for work and taking that and fielding all of that. Um, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for watching. And um, you can come back here next week. Watch us live. Ed says, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The connection I had or have with my wife continues to impact me. I still feel her connection through our love and our son. It's an energy that can't die. That's beautiful, Ed. That's beautiful and true. And that's what they said when we started the show. We were talking about what the connection was, and it was the energy. And the energy, you're absolutely right. It doesn't die. It exists and you can feel it. And I'm so happy that you have that. So thank you, Ed, for being here. Thank you, everybody. I love you all. Mike says hello, I'm sure. And um, we will see you next week, eight o'clock Tuesday. Um, if you want to be part of the book club, make sure that you uh, DM us or email us firstdaypod at gmail.com. You can also email us and let us know what topics you want to hear in the future. We would love to be able to have you on. Um, if you have a story that you want to really share, um, let's talk and let's see if that would make a good interview. And we'd love to have you on the show. So that is it. Good night. I love you guys. Bye.